morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 8748 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Morning, good morning Lyle. Morning, morning, how are you this morning? Yeah, good as gold, how are you? I am fantastic. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. How come? Uh, my wife has reconditioned my jumper. And it's amazing. And it's my favourite jumper, so I get to wear it some more. Which is just my favourite jumper. I can already tell what's happened. Yeah. Anyway. You wanted, she wanted you to get rid of it, and you had a little tanty, and so she had to try and fix it up for you, so you wouldn't be put in the bin. Yeah, no, it didn't quite work like that. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how it went down. <laughs> because it's you my just got favorite a, jumper. You just got a new I jumper that I didn't. You I know, did. I'm sure you're having a tanty about not wanting to wear the new one. I just want to wear your old one, like a little school boy. <laughs> 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 I'm so on to you, Lyle Southwell. <laughs> so, what are you thankful for this morning, Mon? I am thankful that I have a lint remover, an electric lint remover. <laughs> that I'm going to loan you as soon as I find where. I've stuck it in my boxes of storage, and then <laughs> then that jumper. that jumper will really have a new lease on life. Nothing wrong with this jumper; it's the best jumper ever. <laughs> it's um, wonderful and anyway. amazing and comfortable <laughs> and warm and fuzzy. You know, new jumpers are comfortable and warm and fuzzy as well. Yeah, but this one's just yeah, that's right. Why it's, does that men get this attachment problem? It's well so funny. Used. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. This is a delayed broadcast introduction, everyone. Uh, so if you would like to jump across the live show, there are many ways to do that. Um, we did record this yesterday, or maybe the day before, or maybe a week before. We never quite know when the delayed broadcast goes out. But we are recording this on Tuesday the 11th and uh, of June. And I can't believe it's already this far into June. Unbelievable. Uh, but we're not sure when this gets broadcast. But if you want to jump across the show that's happening on the day that it's being broadcast, uh, you can go to our website, which is faithfm.com.au, or you can download the TuneIn app, which is free to download. Just make sure you get the free version. Uh, search for Faith FM Australia and add us to your favorites. Then you can listen to us through there. You can plug your phone or your device into your, into your car stereo, into your kitchen stereo. You can just listen to it out of your pocket with your headset. Um, or you can go to uh, your telephone and give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Let us know that you're on the delayed broadcast and you would like to switch over to the live show and we can work it out with you. Coming up in today's show, of course, we are going to talk about the Vatican once again are in the news with uh, an official policy on gender ideology and uh, one that we're going to support very strongly. So Yeah, it's, uh, finally a good one. Yeah, finally yeah. good news coming out of the Vatican. Yep, absolutely. So it's going to be coming up. And, of course, Mon has uh, some good news stories she's going to be talking What are you talking about this morning, Mon? I'm going to be talking about ways that we can reduce um, produce waste, which is a massive thing in uh, first world countries, and also a great way to get rid of PE class. So that cheap. and so much more. Alas, and did my saviour bleed? Did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head Someone such as I At the cross, at the cross Where I first saw the light
up with At The Cross here on Faith FM. We are getting into the first clue for the quiz of this day, yes, Tuesday. Yes, indeed. It is a what number am I quiz this morning. Uh, I want to say this is a super easy quiz. We had a hard one yesterday. We'll do an easy one today. Does that sound fair, Lyle? Yesterday wasn't even remotely hard. Oh, look, I'm talking about the pub. <gasps> Lyle, guess what? what? I'm so excited about this. What? <laughs> So yesterday, I was having a little chitty chat with a friend of mine who's a regular listener to the show, and they told me that they almost always get the quiz right before you do. They just don't call in because they feel like someone else should get the prize. And I'm like, dude... Don't hold back. So all of you listeners out there who are thinking to yourselves, I know the answer, but you know what? I'm going to be nice about it. I'm going to let someone else win the prize. Don't be nice about it. Just text us the answer just for bragging rights, just so we can have a ha-ha-ha-ha over Lyle. Here's the texting number, 0491-064-669. Text us your answers and just write like no prize needed or something like that so we know that we don't have to announce that you've won it. And I want to see how many people out there are actually like totally creaming you at the prize every morning, quiz every morning. Yeah, 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 whatever. (laughs) We talk to my son. I'm not going to tell you. It's anonymous. Yeah. 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 So get, give us a text if you know the answer. We don't, we don't have to give you the prize if you don't want the prize. That's fine. You can leave it for someone else. But yeah, we definitely want to know who's whipping Lyle. <laughs> 0491064669. Okay. Okay. This is a what number am I quiz this morning? And the first clue is this. The number of days the Feast of Purim was to be observed. The Feast of Purim. I don't even know what the Feast of Purim is. Do you know the Feast? You look yeah, very I know, confused. I know what the Feast of Purim is. Feast of Purim cel- celebrates the. Um, it celebrates Queen Esther. And oh yes, that's of, right. That's right. Queen Esther's life. I'm thinking. Write down your answer. Don't give it away. And Lyle is so wrong right now, and I'm delighted about it. Give us a text or a call quick. Uh, If you do want the prize, you can totally snap up the prize. Just give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Tell us the right answer, and we'll give you the prize this morning. I haven't chosen what the prize is yet, but I I will. I'll tell you what it is in the next next segment. It'll be a good prize. Of course, you can text your answers and win the prize, 204-910-064-669, or just text us and have a gloat over Lyle. I'm yeah, totally yeah, down yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, Lyle, I got some good news. I oh, I wish sometimes that I could go back and relive my life over with some of the innovation and uh, and the genius ideas that have come out. Did you ever like hear something like, "Man, I wish that wouldn't have been around when I was a kid." Uh huh. Oh yeah. So this is coming out of America. Oh, I can't wait for this to hit Australia. Um, this is coming out of a school in Iowa, right? Did you ever enjoy PE? PE class? Yeah, it was bludge, total bludge. <laughs> exactly right. It was, it was the best <laughs> class ever. <laughs> like we get to go outside and do nothing. No schoolwork. Yeah, exactly right. I, I mean, as a teenage girl, I wasn't really into into PE class, and I don't really know many kids that were. All of us loved being outside and playing and sport and that kind of a thing. But when it came to doing it as a class and having to perform in, other, in front of other students and be yelled at by a teacher in front of people, like no one, like it was uncomfortable, right? We liked sport. We didn't like PE. Yeah, PE was a bit lame compared to sport. Yeah, and it was often just lame. It had no effect whatsoever. In fact, to this day, there is nothing I learned in any of my PE classes and all of my scholastic history that taught me anything. But you just... Did push-ups and stuff, right? Uh, we did a variety of things. One time we even did a barnyard dance, but I remember one time we... Uh, that would have been fun. 
No, because not everyone was into it. I was into that one, but not everyone was into it. And you kind of can't really dance with someone if they're just like standing there like a bean pole. So, yeah. But anyway, I remember one time we tried to do aerobics and it was just <laughs> horrendous. I still have this, this image can, imprinted on I my brain. I can imagine what would have happened in my class if we'd have tried to, uh, to do aerobics. Anyway, there's a school in Iowa that's like, do you know what? We know the kids hate it. Let's try getting it to something that the kids like. So what they've done is they're giving students credit for the class if they do yard work for seniors and disabled See, now there's people. a PE that I would oh, definitely yes. have gotten into. Give me a lawnmower and a chainsaw oh. and I would be just... Fact, just give me a chainsaw. Just, yeah. <laughs> Lyle, you started it a little bit like a horror film now. Send me to school and just give me a chainsaw. <laughs> Lyle, please calm down. You're scaring the children. <laughs> no, this is great. So, like, what they're doing is, um, you know, because you don't have to finish your PE course by uh, pursuing sports or, or um, you know, some sort of, like, uh, aerobic kind of thing. Um, so, this is uh, in Dubuque. I'm probably mispronouncing that name in Iowa, sorry. Um, what they're doing is they're finding people in the community who are unable to, to look after their own backyards and their front yards. And, uh, and so, this is, of course, mainly... Um, seniors, senior citizens, um, and, dis- and the disabled community in the city. And so they're allowing the junior and the senior high school students, um, especially those who are at risk of dropping out, um, to come along and be enrolled in this program where they can go to these people's houses, you know, with all their tools and so forth. And like you said, their lawnmowers and stuff and, uh, and just pull weeds, rake lawns, cut grass, clean gutters, all this physical good activity that's not just for the sake of jumping around and getting a credit for class, but actually helping people in the community at the same time. So actually embettering not just themselves, but the people in the community around them. And uh, and apparently it's having amazing impact. So not just on the community who, who are like, you know, can you just imagine how happy old people are when young kids turn up and fix up their garden for them. Like, it just delights them. Um, but at the same time, uh, the teacher, his name is Tom Hitzler, who is, uh, he actually was the guy who launched the program, um, and and it's, it's volunteer basis, so like the, the people don't have to pay for the service. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, students, yep, the students yep. just get credit; they don't get paid either. But yeah, he said that the effect on the students is just remarkable because when you involve young people in helping others, it just it just blows their minds. It sounds a lot like what we do annually at um, Maitland Church, where we do street care. I know quite a few churches who do this, and we you know go and do yard work and that kind of stuff, all kinds of different jobs, odd jobs around the community, just to uh, give some you know some some contribution to the community. And uh, it is always so much fun. Yeah, it really is. And like the, the mental health benefits as well of helping someone are just enormous. Just, you know, you feel good, you, you get a, you know, happy vibes, all that good stuff just going on in your brain, all the, what's that stuff called? Not cortisol. Um, Endorphins. Them, them's the ones. You get a whole bunch of those into the, into the bargain. It's a great idea. I want to see this happen in Australia. Please, Australian schools, can we do this instead of PE? I'm so over skipping. Um, I mean, I'm a bit old anyway, but. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, I've got another cool good story, news story. So this is something that actually really annoys me. So you know how um, – have you seen that ad on TV um, a while ago where like a bunch of people are standing in front of a conveyor belt and the conveyor belt is has got a lot of Aussie produce on it and the produce is just going by them and they pick every now and then they pick one thing off the conveyor belt and at the end of the conveyor belt is a garbage bin and then all the good produce just goes off the conveyor belt and into the bin. Mm-hmm. And then it says, you know – I think it's like 25% of the stuff we buy at the supermarket actually just goes to waste in our fridges. Um, 
and not just that, but there's also a lot of produce at the factory level that just gets chucked out because your apple's not perfectly round mm-hmm. or something ridiculous. I've worked, I've worked on these conveyor belts. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah I worked in an apple shed. Yeah, well, well, now you know. So, um, I find this really disgusting because I don't care if my apple's not round. I love buying the odd bunch. Have you been to Woolies and they have the odd bunch now? It's a little, it's a little, uh, uh, display in the back of the fruit and veg section and it's called the Odd Bunch. Oh, nice. And it's like ugly ugly fruits and vegetables that you can buy for cheaper. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't care if my cucumber's not straight. I'm about to chop the thing up anyway. I'm not going to know that it wasn't a straight cucumber when I bought it. Well, it's not going to be straight by the time it gets to your stomach, is it? Yeah, it's not going to be straight for any amount of time. Um, anyway, there's a California startup that has decided to combat this. So instead of letting letting this excess imperfect produce go to a landfill, they've started collecting up all the food waste, they call it, I can't believe they call it waste, uh, from agricultural companies. And what they do is they preserve the fruit and veg as dried snacks. Nothing straight when it gets dried, it all kills up anyway. So it's called Treasure 8, and uh, it's responsible for creating a new kind of technology that can suck 97% of the moisture out of fruits and vegetables and unfortunately fungi. Um, and once dry, the produce still maintains the same taste and nutrition, um, except it has a lot much longer shelf life uh, without using any preservatives. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this is really cool. Um, so it's, you know, it's much healthier than stuff like potato chips or salty snacks. Um, it's, so it's basically dehydration. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have dehydration machines, but these are, you know, cost, can cost effectively processed food in just one hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so they're working with the University of California. Um, they're, they're creating something called the sauna, uh, which is like a massive, massive dehydrator. And um, did you know that food waste is the number one item in landfills? Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, yeah. So they're working at, at least it, at least it's biodegradable. Yeah. Well they're working at getting all this food and not letting it go to waste and like even feeding um the homeless people of California with it. So with nutrient dense, you know, delicious foods. Great idea coming out of their states. Been to Jesus for the cleansing power. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Lay aside the garments that are stained with sin And be washed in the blood of the Lamb There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away I'll fly away Oh glory I'll fly away When I die Hallelujah by and by I'll fly away 
few more weary days and then I'll fly away to a land where joy shall never end. I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by. Alan Jackson with Are You Washed here on Faith FM. Mon, give us another clue for this quiz. How, what number is this, right? Yeah, so what number am I quiz? Clue number two, the number of wives Elkanah, the father of Samuel, had. The number of wives Elkanah, the father of Samuel, had. Lyle has the answer correct. Uh, but give us a call and tell us. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text your answer 0491-064-669. Well, as we are heading into winter here in the Southern Hemisphere are in the though? United States. Yes, we are. Uh, in the United States, of course, the weather is warming up. And in Wichita, Kansas, there were two police officers who were doing their daily rounds and noticed a little girl playing outside. In the dirt, wearing her swimsuit and goggles. That sounds like fun. Yes, but it was kind of just a little bit sad because they came up to her and asked her what she was doing, and she was she was she was kind of sad because she was, she was all dressed up to go swimming, you know, swimsuit and goggles and whatnot, and she's just a little toddler, and she's like, yeah, but the local swimming pool's all closed, and she was sad, and she was playing in the dirt. So I went down to Walmart, bought her a uh, kiddie pool, put it back, blew it up for her, filled it up with water, and she was so happy again. That is so it's sweet. Just your heartwarming, your heartwarming story of the day. I show you a picture him on here. She is uh, receiving her uh, oh, kitty pool. Oh, that's so adorable! And uh, here I love she her is, little swimsuit. All as happy oh, as a lark. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> it's a donut. It's a donut kitty pool. I love it. This <laughs> is yeah. We need to hear more about this kind of stuff. Good positive, positive right news there. right there. Positive yeah. news for the day. Anyway, uh, in more serious stories around the world, the Vatican has just released <laughs> a. Uh, uh, a, a document um, detailing how um, the Catholic education system is to respond to uh, gender ideology. Okay. And I just want to stop and congratulate at this particular point the Roman Catholic Church for what they're doing in this area for producing a document that is based on evidence. So it's an evidence-based document. Great. And it's also a compassion-based document. Very good. Um, and uh, rather than an ideological based document because so much of what we have been taking place in the education system around in western culture right now is based on ideology and has nothing to do with uh, science or evidence so and so this is a document dealing with gender fluidity and um, you know and, and and it recognizes that this is a this is a mental illness that people are dealing with that needs to be treated rather than um, just you know the uh, the way that they have, uh, you know, they have either create, been created or chosen to be, or mm-hmm, or, or whatever mm-hmm. else it might be, and it's one that does not ignore. It's a document that does not ignore what their gender actually is. It's a it's a document that deals with reality. Wow, are they copying flack over this? 
oh, you have no idea how much flack they are copying over this. Um, so yeah, that uh, gender that the official line is that gender identity as fluid is nothing more than a confused concept of freedom in the realm of feelings and wants. That's a quote from the document. Wow, that's pretty powerful. And you know, I'm just going to share my opinion right now. Mm-hmm. I wish that my church had been the first one to come out. Yeah, with that. Yeah, with with you know, mm-hmm. have the guts to actually stand up and call a spade a spade, and to deal, you know, to 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 actually create a document in the realm of reality. Yes, deal with it sensibly and science yes. and evidence and compassion. Mm-hmm. It is not compassionate to take you know a, a portion of society that is suffering you know one of the worst mental illnesses and saying this is not a mental illness. We just need to accept them as they are. Yeah, yeah, and and. and and really, what we're doing is help. we are refusing them treatment because it, we accept yeah. them. And, of course, you, you know, they have the highest uh, uh, suicide rate of any portion of society. Uh, and the whole gender fluidity experiment is doing nothing to change that. Yeah, nothing. It's just, it's just leaving them in a place where they desperately need to get help. Yeah. Another quote from it that I thought was uh, significant was that, um, you know, the current ideology, ideology is an attempt to annihilate the concept of nature. Wow. And it leads to cultural disorientation and destabilization of the family as an institution. Mm. So congratulations to Pope Francis, who's come out very strong on this subject. He's, uh, he's, He's um, in recent times made a number of uh, strong statements, um, such as that you know this is Western cultural phenomenon being exported to the world inappropriately, and likened it to um, colonization. Wow! So speaking in places like Africa and Asia, which are parts of the world that have uh, historically dealt a lot with Western colonization. Is like this is just another form of Western colonization. They are colonizing you through your ideology and through the media and through you know these concepts rather than and taking over rather than by just coming in and taking over by government. So it's, it, it's going to be some interesting times. It's very Lyle. interesting because I've always seen Pope Francis has been been as being quite left leaning. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I just want to congratulate him for coming out and making a very strong stand in this particular area. Well, this has got one thing right lately, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You really needed to. Um, And uh, a long way ahead, I should say, of most faith-based schools. That is true. Sadly, yeah. And uh, maybe there's maybe maybe my church does have a uh, a stand on this that I'm unaware of. You know, an official stand or an official document um, on this that I'm unaware of. But um, I think that Pope Francis is leading the leading the world right now. Do you think this is going to result in, in this, people on this issue? Do you think it's going to result in people leaving the Catholic Church? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. There's no question about that. Um, you can look at some of the uh, responses here from Roman Catholics themselves. Um, this particular person is um, Marianne Duddy Burke. Uh, she says, I find a very dangerous statement. It's incredibly dis- disrespectful of the Vatican. Uh, she's the executive director of Dignity USA, a group that advocates on behalf of Catholic LGBTQ community. Uh, the fact that it is directed towards Catholic educators who are used as a vessel to impose these teachings is wrong. So this is some of the reaction from you know Roman Catholics themselves. And you know this is 
this is what you're going. You 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 can never take a strong stand on a particular issue and not have people who take an alternatively yeah. strong stand. And there's going to be a backlash, but we need to we need to show some backbone on some of these issues, and we need to deal with reality. I do wonder if it's going to have a good reaction as well. That like people are going to be like, okay, let's mobilize. You know, getting help for people. You know, let's actually make some sort of institute where people. Well, can this get is that's right. Attention. That's right. Appropriate medical attention rather than just being ignored, because really acceptance is just ignoring people. Yeah, it's another way of saying we're going to ignore you. Mm-hmm. You don't have a mental illness, and so we're going to ignore you. Whereas we know from evidence-based um, research that this is a portion of society that is one of the most vulnerable portions of society because they suffer some of the worst mental illness. I just, it just breaks my heart that there's so many of them. You know, the suicide rate is so high amongst them. Yeah. Any group of people that's killing themselves at that rate, there needs to be a lot of mental health. Um, there does. Help we need to throw everything that, that we can yeah. rather than ignoring yeah. them. You know, acceptance is ignoring. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, if I accept somebody for who they are, and you know that that that's that's. You know, you, we ignore the fact that somebody is of a different race. Yes. We ignore the fact that, you know, we, there's lots of things that we ignore. Mm-hmm. And it is appropriate to ignore these things. But there are some areas where it is entirely inappropriate to ignore it. We need to act. We need to do something about it. It's like as if I walked into the studio this morning and I had a bloodied head and my eye was popping out and I clearly needed medical attention and you just ignored it. You're yeah. like, hey, morning. Good just, morning. I, mean, I just need Pretty to accept, accept Mon as she is. Yeah, even though I definitely need to go to the hospital and get stitches or something, yeah. It's the same thing, just in the mental health realm. It is. It is indeed. Anyway, uh, another story that uh, you may have heard if you were listening to the live show and, listen, and, and caught the news report this morning. Um, scientists have now come out and stated the obvious. Yes. It's amazing how people get a government so grant to sorry. go and research. They should have given me this money. I would have told them the exact same thing. That night owls can retrain their body clocks within as little as three weeks. You know, anybody who has travelled and dealt with jet lag uh-huh. knows that it is not hard to change your body clock. Yes, or if you know anyone who is a local friendly radio show host. <laughs> <laughs> and who never used to be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, a couple of simple... Uh, simple... Uh, s- simple... Methods? Tweaks to oh, the sleeping tweaks? patterns okay. is all you need to change your body clock, like getting up, getting some sunshine, and having breakfast. Yes. And set it. your alarm clock to do it. Do it regularly. And in three weeks' time, you can adjust your body clock by you know whatever amount of time you want to adjust it by. You Amen. can go from being a night owl to a, what do they call a morning Early person? bird. An early bird. That's right. Get on that worm diet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and since I've become an early bird, I've not eaten a single worm, so don't stress out about those worms. <laughs> no worries. Anyway, this is uh, Lauren Daigle, and she will be bringing us, you say, you listen to Faith FM. Voices in my mind that say I'm not enough Every single lie that tells me I will never measure love Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low 
once again just who I am because I need to know. You are listening to The Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. And Lyle, would you believe, just in the nick of time, someone answered the quiz right after you managed to get it right. <laughs> Congratulations, Zainab from South Australia. The answer was the number two. Zainab, good on you. You have won a copy of Note to Self, the new album by Kemi Ogendi. We interviewed Kemi Ogendi a couple of weeks ago. Beautiful song. Uh, beautiful voice, I just say. Beautiful songs uh, that she sings on this album. Note to Self by Kemi Ogendi. 
we might as well kick off a brand new quiz. So let's start off a new one. This is a who am I quiz. Wait, hang on. My Instagram is stuffing up here. Here we go. So who am I? Second Timothy tells that I was oppressed by Janice and Jambres. I'm probably messing up those names, Janice and Jambres. Yeah, no, they sound about right. They sound Swedish. Janice and Jambres. Yeah, that's 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 a, that's a, that's that's a good enough uh, good enough for me. Okay, do you know who it is? I should, but I don't. Ah! Okay, quick, give us a call. Tell us the answer before you Lyle does. So Second Timothy tells that I was opposed. So did I say oppressed? I meant opposed. I was opposed by Janice and Jambres. Who is that? Give us a call. You can win a copy of The Ministry of Healing, uh, a beautiful book um, all about healing by um, E.G. White. Paul, um, sorry, not Paul. <laughs> Lyle has got it wrong. He guessed Paul. He was wrong. Good thing I didn't say the right answer. <laughs> so Lyle is incorrect. There's an extra clue there. It's not Paul. <laughs> Lyle's got that far away look in his eyes. Yeah, He's trying I'm to get just, it right. Working on it, working on it, working on it. Anyway, anyway, anyway. We anyway, joining us out on the phone this morning for our interview of the day is Neil Thompson. Neil, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Lyle. Good morning, Mon. Morning. How are you, Neil? Going great. I'm up in sunny Brisbane, Queensland today. Oh, what? See, it's, it, 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 is, it is summer somewhere in the world. I mean, yeah, it can be summer it anywhere. It is. Is, is it beautiful uh, weather up yeah. there? And look, for all the Queenslanders, everything's maroon up here today. So, you know, <laughs> they're gloating in their recent victory. And whereabouts are you off to today, Neil? Um, catching up with some pastors in the Northern Rivers area of um, Tweed Heads, Kingscliff, Ballina, um, Byron, all around there. Okay, Ooh. so you're going to be driving out of maroon territory into blue territory. That's it. So I'll be feeling good in about an hour's time. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fantastic. Neil, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to join us, even though you are on the road. Now, um, for those of you who don't know Neil, I'll just do a brief introduction. Neil is a voracious reader. So he spends a fair bit of time on the road and uh, takes his audio books with him and uh, is constantly reading. And so every now and then we get Neil on to do a book review. Um, He sent us some information here with a couple of different uh, books that he's been reading. Um, And uh, we've got here... um, Are you swimming the English Channel right now, Neil? Because the background noise sounds like you're in water or something. Yeah, I just went through uh, some road work. Oh, I see, I see. And we can hear them in the background. Okay, so we've got... Uh, so so what's this... Um, just let me just find the right document here. Culture by Design. What's it all about, Neil? Yeah, by David Friedman. It's, uh, it's a river of a read, I've got to say. Um, because in it, he, he's actually just talking about... You know, if you think about business or if you think about your marriage or your family or, or anything in life, we can we can talk about culture being really important. The culture, for instance, of your marriage, the way you roll with your partner and your family and your kids, all of that really matters. And, and he's saying, hey, let's let's think about how we can design that so it's really good. Now, what kind of, uh, um, what kind of things would go towards creating our culture because I'm, I'm thinking that every uh, you know every marriage, every church, uh, whatever it might be, is going to have its own particular particular culture. What does he see as some of the uh, some of the the major things that form that culture? Well, uh, the things as you think about it, he would he would say, well, look, you know, lots of organisations, churches, businesses, 
would have their mission and vision statement. They might even have value statements and they might have those printed and put on the wall somewhere. But for the most part, that's where everyone gets to. And then how you actually implement those is where everyone has a bit of a hernia and goes, oh, I've got no idea. So these basic premises, well, look, don't worry about that um, in terms of, you know, trying to worry about how to implement your values. Rather, just think, if we were a really top-class organization, just think Ritz-Carlton Hotel or, um, you know, a, a company that really excels in customer service and with good corporate culture, what would be the things that we'd be doing every day that we would know that if we continue to do those, we would be excellent with, with great morale and teamwork and customer service. And that's what he wants us to focus on. He wants us to focus on the, the specific kinds of behaviours that would represent excellence. Okay, so Neil, you're obviously reading this for a, uh, a specific purpose, and that is to deal with um, you know, cultures, obviously, within the church context. So if we were then to take a local church, how would we apply this in a local church? Because often you know, a local church will have you know, its, its vision statement, its mission statement, its values, whatever, uh, printed out, distributed to the members, maybe you know, posted on the on the pin board at the front of the church, etc. Um, but what you're talking about here, and what this particular author is talking about, how do we actually apply that practically? Say, for instance, in a in a local church context. Yeah, that's exactly it, Lyle. Because for a lot of churches, for instance, they will have their mission, vision, and value statement, and then nothing changes. And so it's, it's a lot of work, but that with very little um, substantive change at the back end of that. And what it would actually look like, if you just think, um, ask yourself this question, how did Jesus actually roll? And one of the things that Jesus did, you know, he, he had great compassion. He went the extra mile. He would see someone in need and he'd do something about it. He never entertain complaints, he'd always reframe them and do something different with them. Um, he would love the unlovable, he would reach out and touch people that were untouchable and, and on and on it goes. If you just think of those, then translate those into behaviours and say, alright, as a church or as a business or as a family, we're going to live by doing those same kind of things. Yeah, sure. This book sounds like it's basically just encouraging excellence in all areas of one's life. Yeah, Mon, I, I really think in many many ways you could just take it as simply that, 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 that he is actually doing that. He is encouraging excellence in every area of your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your workplace, just to adopt really solid, great, outstanding behaviours. Now, does he come from a Christian perspective, or is this a secular um, principles that he's outlining here? It's uh, secular principles that he's outlining. But as I was reading it, I'm just like, oh wow, you know, you could just take the the, king, the principles and the values and the behaviours that Jesus demonstrated and plug that straight into a Christian framework, and then just go do that. Yeah. And um, really good. And that's what I'm sort of seeing here. It's almost like the guy's written a secular book on what would Jesus do. Yeah, almost. Yeah, that's right. You could change the title, Culture by Design, WWJD, What Would Jesus Do? And uh, I really love that, that approach. What I also like about the book, though, Lyle, is he doesn't leave you 
hanging there with how do I go about implementing that. He actually um, really gets down the specifics of, okay, the first thing you've got to do is map out what your fundamental behaviours are. And um, the way you do that is you, you just start brainstorming and writing them down. And so typically the leader of an organisation with a couple of select others will actually just brainstorm their way through that. They will just figure out what outstanding behaviours would look like for their church or their business and, and write them all down. And, and typically they come up with somewhere between 20 and 40 of those which would represent um, quality to them. Yeah, yeah, yep. And uh, I can imagine that would, uh, you know, you, you could spend a quite a bit of time uh, putting that together, but uh, really make a difference in your in your culture. I notice here that he's got uh, 30 fundamentals that he's listed off that describe the, ba- the behaviours that define our unique culture and, um, you know, the things that set us apart and, you know, make us leaders, you know, in our field. It would be interesting if we had time to go through all of these. Um, but, you know, you've got things like, you know, do what's best for the customer, do the right thing always. You know, I mean, these are, these are, uh, these are principles that, you know, make quality personal. Now let's talk about making quality personal. What's, what does that actually mean there, Neil? So if you're going to make quality first, it just means that in, in relationships, in, in your practice, in the products that you would deliver on, Quality is the first thing you're going to think about. How can we do that with excellence? It just is a way to crank up your standards so that rather than just, oh, let's get the job done and see how quickly we can get it done and and get through, but how can we do this with excellence as well so that everything we do as an organisation is is done with this stamp of excellence about it. Yeah, and I tend to think that we often do this in uh, in our business field more than we do so in our church. And it's almost like because, you know, at church we have a community where everybody is friends, we have this attitude that we can get away with being a little bit slack and get away with being yeah. you know, a little bit less than perfect, whereas, you know, we get outside of our community dealing with the customer and money is on the line and so Suddenly, you've got to um, you've got to suddenly up your game. Um, do Do you find that experience, Neil? In uh, look, I, I think so. I think you know some of the churches I would visit. Um, that would certainly be true. That you know they they settle. Now that's an interesting word. Or they tolerate low standards. And if we were to actually adopt high standards, while at the same time being relationally rich then I think we could actually, um, yeah, it would, would make a big difference. I think maybe they're being slack because there's no particular remuneration for being bringing excellence to a church or to a family setting where at work, you know, if you if you perform excellently, you know, you get paid well, you get a promotion, there's like little carrots dangling in front of you. And I think we sort of need to maybe transform our thinking and realise that there is, you know, to a lot of degree, uh, remuneration when we bring excellence to relationships that don't necessarily, like they're not paid work, um, but that doesn't want to be long-term, they'll be heavenly treasures. Um, Neil, I do want to ask you, I do, I hope you don't mind me getting personal, but I do find the measure of a good book is often the effect it has on a reader. And I, I guess I want to know, you don't have to answer this question, but how has this book affected maybe some of your relationships or some of your settings? Have you 
deliberately done something since reading the book, this book to bring excellence to a particular realm of your life? Uh, mine, what a great question. You're absolutely right. The, the hallmark of a great book is one you want to engage more with and do something with. And this is certainly one of those. That's one of the reasons why I picked this because there's been many books in the last little while that I've read. This one's a real standout. And here's what, what I intend to do. So I say intend because I've only just finished reading it about a week ago. And what's, what's really on my to-do list is to produce my own list of fundamentals that I could apply in my own workplace. To say, okay, what would quality look like in our church organization that I work? What, what would um, be the, the 20 or 30 or 40 fundamental behaviors that would really represent Jesus' kingdom if it turned up in my workplace? And I want to sit down in a think tank with a group of people and brainstorm our way through that. And then, then more than that, I then want to take that and um, start doing what David Friedman calls next, turning those, those behaviors into rituals, which, which looks like, you know, the rituals would be, well, never start a meeting without talking about another one of your behaviors or um, every day just spend some minutes just reflecting on the behavior of the day or the behavior of the week so that I can do daily accountability of my life to say, am I actually living up to these behaviors? That's very interesting. You know, I, I, I kind of want to challenge the audience that are listening that if they, you know, want to start reading this book or haven't yet read this book and they want to incorporate um, some fundamentals into their life from today, they could actually even just quickly implement the Ten Commandments and that could be their their ten points of excellence they could start working on straight away. Well, he's got thirty points, thirty fundamentals of excellence that uh, he lists here um, as a as a summary of the book. And I think what I might do is later on today is post these up on our social media because when you start to read through them, they are definitely, you know, along the along the principle of what would Jesus do? You know, create a tone of friendliness and warmth. Be fanatic about response time. Check ego at the door. Honor commitments. Practice blameless problem solving. Practice the human touch. Find a way. Get clear on expectations. Listen generously. This is this is Jesus. This is amazing. It love is. It, it is. Modern research. It is one. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of thing that Jesus would do. And I love that you just read about practice blameless problem solving. Boy, how would that transform a workplace or your home and family if you just tried to solve a problem without trying to lay flat? What a wondrous love is this, oh my soul, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of
by evolution ever struggled to give a reasoned answer for your faith or ever felt overwhelmed by the predominance of belief in evolution then you need to be at the 2019 faith and science conference 13 top level scientists and professors from around the world will be presenting on the most astounding discoveries completely refuting the theory of evolution July 16 to 19 Avondale College Kurumbong New South Wales for details call us now on 1800 